Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. Hey, uh. <laughs> I oh. the intro. <laughs> I listened to some of the pod intro, pods intros this week. I was like, I use the same tone of voice every time. I'm going to start doing different tones of voices. <laughs> or instead of that, should we do. Well, instead of different tones of voices, you're doing different voices. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, with just any variation to keep something about this fucking awful series of rules we've had to watch recently interesting. I mean, the good thing is, and we will try and get to it at some point, well, I'd more rather talk about anything else than this shit episode of Monday Night Raw. Hmm. At least we get some really illogical booking decisions <laughs> in this episode. We've been building for Cesaro and, and, and Jack Swagger for eight weeks to really do something great at, yep. at Mania. Oh, we're not going to do that. Oh my God, the Shield, they've been battling with the Wyatts. What are they going to do? Look at all these great tag teams. Hang on, Kane's here. Who else could come out and possibly help? Oh, we'll get to that because it looks like we've got to that stage where we're nearing WrestleMania and they've gone, oh, fuck, we don't have a card. We don't have a card. Who haven't we used and who is available? And then, (laughs) and of course, the thing I love the most about this run up to Mania. Not only do we get the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Memorial Battle Royal. Get it right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, the only person I wanted in this Battle Royal was was Arnie. And he's not even allowed because Hogan no-sold no it, as we'll get to later. Is there room for two more of us in the Battle Royal? And Hulk was like, don't steal my fucking thunder, mate. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't thunder in paradise. So we are doing... Uh, something or other episode of our Daniel Bryan to WrestleMania 30 series. Haven't stuck on a name. <laughs> Not even haven't kept track of how many we've done. It's it's got to that point, chaps. So <laughs> this is WWE Raw, March the 24th, 2014, three weeks before WrestleMania 30, and we are in this kind of death trap quagmire of they don't want to do anything. Because WrestleMania is in three weeks and they have no idea what they should be building to apart from like, you know, a few bits here and there. And this, we've got lots of kind of, well, quite a lot of talented people and we've got to have a wrestling show. <laughs> so what are we going to do? Oh, so, so we're building the story to Daniel Bryan, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So three weeks out. Let's do an episode of Raw that hasn't got him on the fucking show. Best than that, it's actually only two weeks out. <laughs> I mean, there's two more episodes of Raw, then it's WrestleMania. No, there's right? one, isn't there? Because it's the 31st of March is the next episode, and then we go straight into Mania. <laughs> Just double-checking. Wow. I fucking hope so. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's one more episode of Raw, and then it's WrestleMania. So the penultimate... <laughs> they ep- don't have Dragon on the show! He wins the main event, for fuck's sake. Whoa, spoilers. And the, and the good thing is, they announced later that the main event for next week's Raw is what would have been the main main event had, had Dragon not got involved. They're giving us yeah. Big Dave and uh, Randy next week on free TV. But Rich, yep. don't worry, because some of the logical booking that we see this week on Raw will have had a knock-on effect from Friday Night Smackdown, 
pre-recorded on Tax. the Tuesday night. What happened on SmackDown last week? Well, ahem. the latest stop on the road to WrestleMania saw John Cena's continued struggle against the intimidation of the Wyatt family. A pre-Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal free-for-all and a WWE Tag Team title number one contenders match that transformed... Uh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. What's Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal free-for-all? I will get there, don't you worry. Okay, all right, please continue. Stole the thunder. So we'll go back to that point. A pre-Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal free-for-all and a WWE Tag Team title number one contenders match that transformed into an all-out assault on the Hounds of Justice. Ladies and gentlemen, this is SmackDown, taped on the 18th of March, but shown on the 21st of March on the Sci-Fi Network. It was two hours and did a TV 1.9 rating. Oh, Rich. Last time we saw our hero, Daniel Bryan, (laughs) he had Stephanie creaming her pants as her husband beat the shit out of him. And the director of operations, the uh, company's house favorite director, Demon Kane, came out with a pre-written statement from Triple H expressing regret at being forced to take matters into his own hands against Dragon. And he shared his hope that the universe of the WWE variety understood there must be respect for his authority. Hey, you know who we haven't seen on Raw for a while? It's Summer Rae and Fandingo. Or Fandango. Well, it was difficult for notes. Fernando versus Fandango. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Fandango got a roll up for a quick one, two, three. Um, El Torito and Samurai were doing a lot of, um, I can only call it flirting on the outside of the ring. Leading up to the Andre Battle Royal, there was a one-on-one match between Dolph Ziggler and Damian Sandow to prove who could also still be in the Battle Royal, even though they're both in the Battle Royal match to prove they deserve to be in the Battle Royal match, which uh, Ziggler won with a Famouser. Now, here's something that will set the tone for Mania 30, which we'll cover in a few weeks. There was a fatal four-way tag team showdown ordered by the authority. It was uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins of the shield the real americans rybaxel and 3mb all battling in a fatal four-way tag match to determine the number one contenders for the tag titles to go against the usos well this makes sense we've got a tag teams and we're going to see who wins to go for the belts at mania this is logical almost well don't worry before a winner could be you know anyone could win kane came out with the new age outlaws Hang on a minute. They're not in this match. And then the New Age Outlaws attacked the Shield with Kane. And then all the <laughs> other heel teams attacked the Shield. Brilliant. So it was a no contest. And would you believe it? Later in the night, Kane turned around and was like, huh, I've planned the entire thing. What a surprise. So, um, right back to Jesus the Real Americans. Um, were awarded tag title matches to uh, congratulate them for their involvement. And 3MB got put in the Andre Battle Royal <laughs> to congratulate them. But interestingly, nothing for the Outlaws. Hmm, I wonder. Foreshadowing. Hey, you know who yeah. we need in the Andre the Giant <laughs> Memorial Battle Royal? His son, the Big Show. Well, yeah. he was a guest on Ms. TV. Big Show was uh, the odds-on favourite. like from... Dredge to dredge. You know? <laughs> like, 
Well, not only this, because he was supposed to be interviewing the big show on Miss TV. Well, what a surprise. The Miss didn't keep to his word and uh, brought out Titus, Kofi, Bertie River, Big E, Cody, Mark Henry, Goldust and Sheamus. Big E, the Intercontinental Champion, coming out this Andre segment. Interesting. But anyway, we'll get there. Everyone uh, was going over why they felt they should, they would win the Battle Royal. Miz said he was going to be better than all of them. And then he booked, can he do that, Joey? An unofficial SmackDown Battle Royal between all these people watching on the outside. Miz and Sheamus were the final. Sorry, uh, Big Show and Sheamus were the final two. But Miz ran in the ring, turning out that he was actually in the Battle Royal uh, to be thrown out by everyone. Oh, that's a shame. It, it's when you, we could talk about stuff like this that I kind of regret that we don't have video podcasting because I can imagine your the face. Look on my face. <laughs> it's just like, what? Why? What's this? What's the point in this? Why does anyone enjoy this? There you go. There's my facial expressions verbalized. The Intercontinental Champion, our reigning defending Intercontinental Champion, had a match with Bertie River. You know, Bertie River, who's lost everything, including to Sinkara. Well, mm. um, Biggie ran into the ring post and uh, Biggie beat him. So keep your champions looking strong going into Mania. Wait, did you, you said Biggie beat him? No, sorry, Bertie River beat Biggie. What? Yep. Because Biggie ran into the ring post? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this fucking company. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Well, you know how much we hate J. Bill and Cole on commentary? Mm. Don't worry. AJ Lee joined them for uh, for, for the next match. Um, and it was a match which uh, showed a great tag team contest between Summeray and Natalia teaming together to take on the Bellas. Now, quickly, I throw this out there. You know Summeray? She's a heel, right? I think it's Summeray, but yeah. Oh, sorry. Summeray, she's a heel, right? <laughs> yeah. Natty, yeah. face. So they're mm. tagging together to take on the Bellas. Of course they are. Um, who are faces but get booed and uh, in the battle of total divas the Bellas won and then don't worry it's time for our main event now this main event you've probably not seen it before Rich so it's a good thing we might get a chance to see it again in this episode of Raw because our main event is John Cena versus Luke Harper which in fairness <laughs> I noticed this one yeah it's on this show as well <laughs> which in fairness I, I love Brody. And I think he yeah. always gets good work out of John Cena. So I didn't mind watching this. Um, mm. But would you believe it? Oh, dear. White interference. Attitude adjustment for the victory. Rowan and Bray stormed the ring. But John Cena escaped. So he didn't get triple teamed. So just to give you this the summary overview... Fernando with Diego and El Torito beat Fandango with somewhere in four minutes. Dolph Ziggler beat Sandow in six minutes. The Shield got beat up after 13 minutes with no winner. Bertie River beat Big E after two minutes and 55 seconds. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> two minutes to bury your IC champ. Yeah, okay, brilliant. Uh, Bellas beat Natty and Summeray in uh, two minutes. And John Cena beat Luke Harper after just under six minutes. And that takes us nicely into... And then brave Sir John ran away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the sensible Sir John ran away. And that takes us into Monday Night Raw. But, Rich, it's getting cold outside, isn't it? 
It's getting chilly. Sure. Yeah. So you know what? Give us your fucking money. (laughs) (laughs) You know that's the part of the podcast that we all know and love. Um, I walked to pick up my daughter today from school um, in my World of Wrestling podcast hoodie. It's very toasty. I'm legit wearing mine right now. Not even a shill. Legit. It's so comfy. It's my favorite hoodie. I wear it all the time. With gas and electricity prices so high, don't turn it on. (laughs) Buy our stuff. Head to Amazon.co.uk. Search World of Wrestling podcast. Buy our stuff and help us fund an exciting project in the new year. That was like rebel against your government. Buy our hoodie. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> Give it to Jeff Bezos. Give money to Jeff Bezos. Not a government. That's logic. <laughs> yeah. Because he's putting £2 billion into helping the rainforest, right? Because I don't know, is that's it? eliminating his carbon thing, footprint yeah, for sending himself into space, which I'm certainly sure is not helping him be carbon zero. It's like net zero. <laughs> I'd like to send Jeff Bezos into space without the rocket <laughs> <You know? laughs> hey he allows me to get my world of wrestling podcast t-shirt delivered next day on prime sure. don't mark him yeah. off um and then Mate, also I'm... before we get onto raw aw i love miro the first thing he did was launching orange cassidy over his head and i chuckled to myself and was like oh i'm gonna get miro versus dragon oh yeah yeah aw's great <sighs> So, WWE Monday Night Raw, episode 1087, the 24th of March, 2014. Uh, this was in New York, New York City, in the Barclays Center, which is 15,000 odd people. This was live on USA Network. Uh, we obviously watched the uh, network version of it. We did. We? I definitely didn't watch anything else. <laughs> I watched it triple speed. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, the commentary are Jerry Lawler. Boo! JBL! Boo! Boo. And Michael Cole! Boo! Mummy! They are fucking awful. I mean, it goes without saying. I mean, the thing is, and I know we've joked about it on previous episodes of this series, at least the in-ring's slightly different, but the commentary is exactly the same the only highlights are when people don't understand who the other celebrity in the ring is with Arnie later on. And it's just... <laughs> and in fairness... I, didn't, I had no idea who he was. The opening segment was hilarious because Stephanie McMahon is the most over thing in this main event feud at Mania. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Fucking A, absolutely. So, we've been through SmackDown. Uh, open on a video package, a Triple H voiceover. We go over the Triple H Dragon feud. You know, we're really putting that feud over strong here. Because Dragon's not on the fucking show tonight. They <laughs> do the whole police officer fake out. Triple H beats the shit out of Dragon, handcuffed, and, you know, Steph going all over the place. And this is a useful recap because <laughs> in the lead up to knowing I had to watch this show for about two weeks, I've been going, What happened on the last show we watched? I could not remember <laughs> for the life of me. I enjoyed Triple H once again. And the good thing about the video package is reminding when he showed us, going, You guys aren't even real cops. <laughs> yeah it's it's a bit cheesy and it felt a bit obvious watching it like the first time round. but uh again the video team package is so good and isolating that one line is it's brilliantly done and it, it tells the story i wish that the show told the story as well not just the video package but well at least we're going somewhere with this story kind of yeah and in fairness when they did the beat down and we covered it on the last episode uh our pre-crown jewel um episode in our archives at world of wrestling podcast.com um, episode 115 yeah, it yeah. that it was brilliant and you'll notice the reason why things happen <laughs> so triple h after punk left 
was without a match at Mania, so didn't give a shit. Triple H now has to be involved in the Mania match, and instantly the creative becomes interesting. Self-serving, yes, but at least it's interesting. Well, let's give Triple H some due here. NXT has been booked quite well at times um, when he's been in very much in control of it. So not not always self-serving, but in 2014, like definitively, it's and up to 2014, I would say almost, when he's had any control with like main event storylines and stuff. All I'll it's, say it's, is that Triple H, since he didn't really get to book much of NXT, Bruce and Vince have given us Von Wagner. So come on. <laughs> What's the most important yeah. thing in NXT? Did you see them do the Beverly spot? No, I haven't watched NXT because I I have no interest in shit wrestling because we watch this every week. So the Beverly's used to do like a headbanger spot where they would lift their feet up, have the guy draped, draped across the rope and then one would jump over the shoulders and kind of, you know, do a leg drop and yeah. a splash or something. Uh, and so I saw Von Wagner doing that with Kyle O'Reilly to someone. I was like, everyone was being like, oh, this tag team sucks. Like, why have they put them together in the comments? And I was just like, Beverly's, Beverly's. I am enjoying the general hatred at the moment for Von Wagner. And they're a bit like, some people I've seen post online like, huh, what would you rather do when your contract's up in a month's time? Team with Von Wagner or go and reform Redragon? It's like, first of all, or Red Dragon, whatever you want to call them. I'm not a fa- I haven't really followed their work as a tag team, but I guarantee all the people tweeting about it haven't either because they're smart, uh, maybe, smart so-and-sos. Um, and also, I sit and think to myself, Kyle O'Reilly should be fucking grateful he's teaming with Von Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly's very talented. Oh, no, he really is. But Von Wagner, he's, he's, he's from the nutsack of a Beverly. So come yeah, on. Let's just go. Still not wearing purple and silver, by the way, and still hasn't got the music. So, I'm I'm there. I'm I'm in for the journey. Von Wagner for life, but you know, and you know full well when he's called up to the main roster, which should be called Wagner. Oh, oh, mm, a Wagner painful. wheel. <laughs> that's good. Wagner Beverly, Wagner Beverly. Mm. I'm pretty sure to show my Bo Wagner. <laughs> Sounds a bit like Boner. Yes, I'm pretty sure as well, and some listeners may understand this pop culture, well, I say pop culture reference, a very like uh, hidden pop culture reference. Wagner was also a terrible old man singer who once entered the X Factor. Yep. Yep. That is a fact. Thank you very much for your pop reference there, Dax. <laughs> I'm modern. I've heard of the Little Mix. <laughs> I love the way you had to preface it, like... I know the pop references. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. was great. I, I, I've once heard of this chap called um, Engelbert Humperdinck. I hear he's quite a big deal. He's got a badass name. <laughs> he, he wrestles in <laughs> NXT. <laughs> you may as well with a name like that. So there again, there's absolutely no intro music, no pyro, no nothing. Camera pans across the crowd in practical silence. <laughs> great way to start the show. Justin Roberts goes... Is one of the principal owners of the WWE, Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> I popped. I don't think anyone else did. Uh, Steph tells us Dragon won't be here tonight. Boo. Boo. CM Punk, CM Punk. Mate, you just described the entire show. Yep. <laughs> something. Someone comes out to do something. They ring the bell or they pick up the microphone, whatever the sequence of events are, and the crowd go boring cm punk cm punk all fucking night it's 
it's hilariously stupid. I mean, th- th- well, that, the best part of the show, and Big Dave having mic issues. <laughs> it's yeah, my that's favorite. And Stephanie once again saving, going, sorry, Dave, I can't hear you. But we'll get to that shortly. <laughs> Steph's improv is really good. She, I mean, I would like so, to call this the world of uh, Stephanie McMahon podcast for this week because it's literally the mm. only highlight of this show. Just world of Steph, that works. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's move on. I won't go there. <laughs> so she can't say very dry corporate best of business type promo. She is such a heel. She's fucking awesome. She has this line which I, I wrote down, which is people like you need to be led by people with intellect and character like me. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're such a twat. It's great. As opposed to right, WrestleMania 19, where Triple H in his main event match saying, people like you shouldn't have this title <laughs> match. Like, at least Steph has modernized it and understood like the cultural reference of things now. Mm. Yeah, a different use of the term, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, immediate CM Punk chance. Steph tries to power through, but the chants are so, so loud. We're in New York. Crowd's pretty rowdy. Um, Steph puts over that Triple H will kill Dragon at Mania and become the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion, which brings out our current WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Randy Orton. Orton's opening line, right? Remember, wrestling's all about conflict and about story. Oh, yes. Randy's opening line is I'm not here to cause an argument or disagree and I'm like because that might be interesting <laughs> is that the problem because he doesn't know how <laughs> what do you think of this autumn promo dull um, th- the problem is and I will say this for both Randy and Batista in this You've been told leading up to this, and they're probably quite excited, like, you guys are going to main event WrestleMania. You know, this is the pinnacle for everyone who wants to be in professional wrestling. You know, that main event spot of Mania. And both Batista and Autumn were probably like, this is incredible. This is fantastic. Another main event. See out, go, the, you know, send the fans home unhappy. We can do this. And then to have the fans shit all over it, to be able to like, and especially for <laughs> Paul Randy, he's like, five years ago, I was supposed to main event with Triple H and The Undertaker and HBK happened. And also, I was wrestling Triple H in the main event and no one gave a shit. Not another dud mania. So Randy knows what's happening. So Randy's a bit like, boring. Yeah, he's boring. Like, boring. And at that Poor stage, Randy. Rand- Randy's a bit like, I still get my check, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how this <laughs> promo felt. It ends with loud Daniel Bryan chants over Orton boring everyone to death. Steph jumps in to wind up the wind up the crowd a bit to try and keep them interested. She's really fucking good at her job. I love I love the fact that like Orton, this promo is like promises Stephanie that if Triple H defeats Brad Daniel Bryan, that she should convince him to abandon the title match. And Steph's yeah. like, <laughs> if when and Orton goes, Oh, okay. When Triple H meets Daniel Bryan. (laughs) She's so good, man. So there's loud, loud, boring chants when Randy's trying to convince Steph to tell Triple H not to come to the main event when he beats Daniel Bryan or whatever. So there's this loud, boring chants, which cue, here's Dave Batista. No machine gun. Fuck's sake, that's the best thing about his act. 
But then uh, again, but remember he walks, <laughs> he walks. He walks inside this pit of danger. He does walk inside a pit of danger. Obviously, quite a boring walk, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, especially when you've got those big machine guns. What do you think so dangerous about his pit? Do you reckon it's got like punjies in it, or like I don't know, alligators or something? I'm gonna say surprise trapdoors. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> Where would these trapdoors go? I'm willing to push the surrealism, by the way. <laughs> I'm well. First of all, well, if it's a pit of danger, mm. then it may go to another pit, or Ooh. let's go back to Mortal Kombat. Just loads of spikes. Mm. The chat punji spit spit is by the way. Chat. Oh well, I was just thinking more of the chat popping up in the corner of the screen going toasty. <laughs> what <laughs> from Mortal Kombat? You do the uppercut, oh, the, okay. the, the little yeah, picture sure. that comes up in the corner. Yeah. Did I mention Friends. Wagner was once an X Factor? <laughs> I know stuff. Uh, he was <laughs> indeed. He was Brazilian, wasn't he? Was he Portuguese? No idea. But then I just remembered X Factor. I remembered Albert X Pock and fucking just. You're messing incredible. with the X Factor. I got everything <laughs> I ever wanted, and I'll never give it back. I fucking hate Uncle Cracker. <laughs> the segments where they do like live bits in New York. They're outside and like <laughs> Xbox in his full gear. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> looks a bit silly outside of a wrestling ring. <laughs> oh, if only they uh, still had WWF New York. <laughs> do you ever go? No, but I remember you said you did, didn't you? Mm, yeah. That's where I had my uh, embarrassing story with uh, Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> you know, where I stepped in front of like, you yeah. know, a physically disabled kid to be like, can I have an autograph? <laughs> Tommy went, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, probably right thing to do, Tommy. There you go. <laughs> Tommy Dream, yeah, I didn't always known the for the right I'm opinion of things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Just to clarify, I didn't know there was a physically disabled kid behind me. <laughs> like, just throw that out there. And also, Tommy Dream, I didn't know that Ric Flair accosted a woman, so it's all right for what he says. So I think it's fine. stop being so serious. Like we know he's a cunt. <laughs> like, <laughs> but he never, he, you know, he he never wanted to win the ECW title. Bullshit. <laughs> Mm. I never want to win the belt, Paul. I don't want to be the main flag bearer of the company. Fuck off, dreamer. But anyway, let's get to the, the good part of this happened, promo. But, yeah. <sighs> Fair enough. Uh, Batista goes, you're looking at the next WWE World Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yep, of course you are. And then his mic starts to cut out. And it's absolutely brilliant. Because he's just like, hello, I am Batista. <laughs> Basically, Dave was on <laughs> Skype. It's so funny because someone from production, you can hear them throwing in another mic into the ring. Steph goes, Dave, use that mic. Dave uses the same <laughs> mic he was using earlier until Steph's like, for fuck's sake, Dave, <laughs> goes and grabs the mic and gives it to Big Dave. So funny. She's like, these fucking imbecile meathead wrestlers, take this fucking microphone. Oh, good God. Oh, it's funny shit, man. I mean, uh, Batista goes on and on. You go on. Sorry. Oh, no, I was, I, I was going to say, you know, it, it, it would then lead to another five minutes of drone from Batista, which I preferred the broken mic. All right, let, let's analyze it. So, <laughs> Batista goes on and on as the fans shit all over this segment. Batista goes, Steph's been drooled on before. She's been drooled on a lot. I'm like, Right. So is he insinuating sex? Right? I mean, so drool. Dave Batista drools on people and calls that sex. Is that what we're saying? Poor Melina. 
<laughs> it's just like <laughs> just drooling on them like a fucking dog. Oh, I just finished. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's the worst innuendo I've ever heard. I suspect Steph's been drooled on before. Like, <laughs> it's not nice. <laughs> it's not a great term to use. <laughs> Oh, drool. Imagine drooling on someone as you're fucking them. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to drool on you. Sexy. My missus is here. Nandy. <laughs> if I drooled on you while we were fucking, would that be sexy? <laughs> to quote, that's disgusting. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I need to know. Oh. Teased to cut a shitty primary. He said Steph's been drooled on before. <laughs> and apparently that was an innuendo. Louder. <laughs> oh, thank um, you. I love you. And because of um, and, and, and because of uh, her participation in the podcast, why not shill um, her awesome hoodies through her business again to keep yourself warm at Christmas? Where do people buy your merch? Squishykitty dot com. Spell it. S. <laughs> Hopefully they can hear that in the pod. And also, more importantly, I like the fact that she also had to spell it and sounded like she was in (laughs) doubting herself. S. Yeah, not not the best promotion I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Did okay. She's laughing at me. It's okay. Right. So Steph clocks Batista. Oh man, slaps him so fucking stiff, knocking his sunglasses off, which both corpses, Dave and Randy, at the same time. (laughs) It's fucking hilarious. Randy Orton's reaction is the best thing of this entire show. <laughs> he genuinely looks like he's about to have a heart attack laughing so much. It's like falling over. I mean, again, I know it was like probably over-exaggerated, but <laughs> and just how he looked at Dave. I was like, that must have really hurt. <laughs> From their responses, their reactions, sorry, to Steph just smacking Dave Batista across the face hard as she fucking can. I do not think this was planned. I think Steph was like, hey, fuck you, and just took matters into her own hands and just clocked Batista as hard as she could. The best thing as well, oh, you could tell the so mindset, the, the mindset of Dave Batista, because in that split second after she did it, he looked like he was going to go for her before he then realized <laughs> it's his mate's wife. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so good. Like proper send for the man moment because both Randy and Dave are pissing themselves laughing as Steph leaves the ring. Uh, Randy, I'm sorry, Batista gives Randy a spear for good measure. Like, no one really cares about that. Steph slapped Batista. It was awesome. <laughs> I, and, and the instant replay they showed afterwards was hilarious as well. Uh, Dave, yeah. if I just wallop, I mean, genuinely, we don't say you should go back and watch any episode of Raw. Just go back and watch this for the slap and put it on repeat and it'll be the best raw programming you've seen in years. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just throw it out there. I had a flu last week so I got really, really snotty on the podcast. It was gross. I'm feeling a bit better but I've got the occasional cough so apologies for that. I'm glad you are feeling better. And uh, Did it ruin your Halloween? Yeah, we spent oh, it indoors. Oh, shit. That's Pretty rubbish. Boring. Yeah, well. Tax. Rich. I feel like we should go get Tom. Well, <laughs> it's amazing. It's lovely to have a throwback into our back catalogue where we did one of our specials with one of our special guests, Tom. Scooby-Doo will be here tonight. Oh, Hooray! my God, a real wrestler. 
<laughs> also, we've got Cena and Harper. So, rematch from SmackDown. Arnie Hogan and their mate will be here tonight to promote a film. No idea who the mate was. I don't do films. You know I don't know who this is. <laughs> I, I'm not even convinced he's a film star or whatever, but whatever. Uh, Brock and Taker will also be here tonight. Cool. They both have to get so, separate planes to get here. <laughs> yeah, not in separate planes, separate fight, flight paths. Oh, sorry, attacks. sorry, my mistake. It's a duck pond situation. <laughs> Chaos flippers. <laughs> Hang on, wait a second. <laughs> Isn't that the name of the uh, Jericho's mates tag team in AEW? The Chaos Flippers. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, so Pentaco so, off of the Chaos Flippers. <laughs> The first match of the night is a WWE Intercontinental number one contendership fatal four-way match of Christian versus Bertie of the River, Dolph Zigglypoop, and Sheamus. So, oh, hang on, hang on, see- you, you haven't said this, that the IC belt, you'd assume the number one contender for the IC belt with two weeks from Mania is going to be defended tomorrow night on main event on the WWE Network. It's great, isn't it? Um, so, Intercontinental Champ Biggie is at ringside. Not Again. to do commentary, though. Because, well, <laughs> why is he not allowed a microphone, do you think, Dax? Because he doesn't want to be <laughs> sullied with the other three wankers. I bet Vince was like, okay, Biggie, get out there, get on commentary. And I think he was like, I'm not being associated with these wankers. <laughs> Just going to yeah, sit here problem. at ringside. Big old pop for Ziggler. And I'm like, WWE fans in 2014, what do you want? Because <laughs> some weeks you hate Dolph Ziggler. Some weeks he's the best guy on the card. Some weeks you barely acknowledge his existence. This week, he might be the most over person on this whole show. He's here to show the world. He's here to show the world. Come on. Bring it on. What? 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 what Ah, oh, it's weird. Um, right, so uh, is he, it's a shame. For is he from the area? Ahead. He's not a New Yorker, is he? No, no, he's a Florida boy, isn't he? Something like that. He's definitely not a New Yorker. Hey, he's, mm, yeah. They probably appreciate him for his bumping and his like, uh, wish version of HBK bumping. Yeah. Chance and pops for Ziggler. They absolutely fucking love him. Make a little noise. Ziggler does the X Factor off the top rope to Sheamus. <laughs> nice one. What? That was... <laughs> I know we're almost. Uh, eventually, uh, everyone gets a spot. Uh, Christian hits the unprettier kill switch to Ziggler. Booking. One, two, three. Christian beats Ziggler clean. You're like, uh, okay. Biggie hops in the ring, but Christian refuses to shake hands. Entertainment tax. Well, Christian's a heel now. We saw that in the build-up to Chamber. So, heel. He's been jobbed for like 15 weeks in a row. <laughs> I didn't like what uh, he Who's did. this kid that's over? Oh, yeah, get <laughs> the guy that we keep jobbing to beat him, yeah? Yeah, why not? Former world champion. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got to use those people to get the young kids over. <laughs> Speaking Is of getting the young to say about this, Go well, on, I was going to say spe- speaking of getting the young kids over, I wasn't a fan of the concerto to Adam Cole. No, it felt unnecessary. I like that their heels aren't just you know. Sorry, I like that their baby faces aren't just like little pussies or whatever. And I like that he's going for some revenge. Not sure the concerto to a knocked out human being was the way to go. And also, 
this is Jungle Boy's feud of Adam Cole. Not Christian's. Yeah. I don't want to see Christian versus Adam Cole. I want to see Jungle Boy versus Adam Cole again. It does feel like they've shoehorned Christian into AEW. Very much so. Because, mm, oh, we'll weird, give you the yeah. TNA title. TNA, what do you want to do with the belt? We're going to give it to Moose. What? Yep. Mm, now Kenny doesn't have it. We'll, uh, we'll get Josh Alexander to beat him, and then we'll give it to yeah, Moose. Okay. Great. He doesn't yeah, fit. I'm... He doesn't fit there. At least Matt Hardy is like semi-manager, semi-wrestler, and I don't mind that. But Christian mm. with the with the with Jurassic Express, like Paul Marco's stunt, is <laughs> like sat there going, "I'm the third guy." Yeah. Yeah, and think about all the stuff you can do with Marco. You know, like Christian's is. I like the idea of, like, in a more general sense, of having vets around, like to do work, like how. Um, New Japan use the home team guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're there, they help get the young guys over, they help train the young guys, they give their experience, whatever. Like that's that's important. They should not be main eventing and all this sort of shit. And I understand there's that, all that story with the comeback and the neck injury and everything else with Christian. Um, but it's just like, I just can't help not give a shit when he's on TV and he gets very little response. When he came out with the chairs, he, he looked like he was going to get a big pop and the crowd went, yeah, sure. This is the bit where you pretend to hit him in the head with the chair, right? Cool, okay, great. Do you think that he got it. signed purely because they could rather than because there was actually a purpose for it? Do you think Tony mm. Khan's done a lot of things right, but something inside, like, it's 50-50, isn't it? So, some of the things he does is great, like the hell handling of uh, John Moxley's thing, the return of CM Punk, some of the stuff that he's done, the suspension of, like, Max Caster and Sammy Guevara when they've done dubious things in their past or present that's all been handled quite nicely but there is a very there's an element of pettiness sometimes out of tony khan and i wonder if the christian signing uh was part of and i also wonder if the christian signing was very much right we need some names and then he was like oh sugar dragon and tommy end and punk are all available fuck and we've got andrade now as well we're coming from a perspective where we've not enjoyed Christian's work. Um, th- there is definitely a fan base out there. So maybe he's one of them. Like, I don't, I don't see what other people see in Christian's wrestling and matches and ability and storytelling. I don't think he's awful. I think he's a very solid hand. That may sound a bit mean, but he's capable in everything. Like he knows how to do a facial expression. He knows where the camera is. He can work. Like he's he's very solid. Like as I said many times before, the most basic elements of wrestling I find immensely impressive. Because you know I've done a little bit of it with you guys, and it was incredibly difficult. And I think there's so much pressure and so many things to think about as a pro wrestler on that stage, especially. But I know it doesn't do it for us. He's a, he's a solid mid card hand. He's the sort of person when you're a bit like right. Let's say we've got, um, like, uh, Lee Johnson. You have him in a ring with someone like a Lee Johnson or a Lee Moriarty as well. Have him go there with a Brock Anderson. Have him work sure. in the ring with those guys. Even if he's picking up wing, wins over these wrestlers and just sits in the mid-card and has an occasional TNT title feud, something around that area. That's he's where... opening match, yeah. Rampage and Dynamite. He's main event roars. Main event... Um, darks yeah exactly but again that's that's my thing but that's how i felt about him in 2014 as well yeah, you know exactly he and that's how wwe using him 
I think that his impact in AEW would have been greater had he not wrestled at, at Royal Rumble. Yeah, maybe. But, but like, you know, not much. Nobody gives a shit about impact, you know. Let's move on. It's fun. It's there. It's interesting. It's all right. But it's like, it's it's not AEW or WWE, you know, like there isn't the eyes on it, but whatever. Beep blurp. AJ Luke. Uh, Bray in the cupboard backstage promo with Luke Harper and Eric Rowan standing behind him. Run. Dip. It's all right. Classic Wyatt. Sneak peek Scooby-Doo WrestleMania movie. That's my notes. I've written down very badly. There is a sneak peek of the Scooby-Doo WrestleMania movie, which is the exact film we did a podcast about. It was certainly a sneak peek. (laughs) Mate. So that movie is awful. (laughs) Apart from the fact we had a lovely chat with Tom who found that movie inspirational. (laughs) So, I mean it's always interesting when you have completely like dis- complete disparity in opinions so i don't know it's fun oh just as a quick thing because you know we like to cover current affairs like we've been talking about aw wwe okay. re- uh, released their <laughs> their quarterly reports today wwe whose products and ratings are at an all-town low have seen an increase in revenue of 15 percent or an additional 34.2 million dollars uh yeah, and that's sure. attributed to merch and ticket sales and as mm. you messaged me earlier we're expecting another trim the fat to sell the company set of releases in the next few hours or days 34.2 yeah, million in extra point. in income but i would also cool. suggest a lot of that is offset by having to travel again yeah maybe ma'am it'd be interesting to see um how that develops that situation i'm hoping they don't fire too many people again because not people to keep their jobs at this point. They find so many people. It's a bit worrying. But yeah, I do worry at some point if anyone ever discovers NXT UK. <laughs> yeah, does feel like that should have been beheaded a few years ago. But I mean, the wrestling in it is very, Still very going. good. You know, the fact they had yeah. like Dragonov and Walter having their barnstormer matches and have it, having the the lights on of that. Kaylee Ray being able to go to NXT, obviously mm. Piper being able to come to the main roster. It's really good. It's oh, an excellent cool. feeder system. <laughs> yeah, sure. But you know I, what? I have no problem with NXT UK. I just, I work at WrestleTalk. I talk to lots of wrestling fans in streams and all that sort of stuff, right? And on our Discord has loads and loads of mods and all these very, very intense, like, passionate wrestling fans. I don't know a single one of them that watches NXT UK. I honestly think our podcast has better numbers than NXT UK. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, of course we do. We're quality. And yeah, I'm talking about this podcast, not Russell Talk's podcast. No, Russell that's, Talk what, podcast that's what I'm saying. About 100 times those yeah. numbers. Like, Russell yeah. Talk is an established thing, but I wouldn't, I'd, I'd anticipate us doing more because, you know, we don't have serial pricks and nonces as part of our organization. Just serial pricks, actually. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how many people know specifically who we're talking about when we say these things. Well, there's, there's at least five or six people that we immediately know exactly who we're, t- we're talking about because you know we've talked to them in person about it but i wonder when we say there's an absolute well it was cr- pretty public for a while wasn't it <laughs> i mean i've i've <laughs> i've certainly not held back <laughs> yeah uh um, all right dave sorry <laughs> sorry um, <laughs> <laughs> sneak peek 
I've already said that bit. Uh, Mystery Machine drives into the arena. The Scooby-Doo mobile thing. Out pops Sin Cara. (laughs) (laughs) And if you didn't listen to that episode uh, in our archives, one, why didn't you? The Scooby-Doo movie episode was amazing. But Sin Cara, when the movie was made, (laughs) when the movie was made, Sin Cara was this future big star. So he was in there with Big Match John as like the main eventer so of course who is going to come out of the mystery this machine this only would have been this only would have been topped if john cena had jumped out the fucking mystery machine as well <laughs> yeah. after after sin cara obviously because you get the main event out first <laughs> john cena jumps out and says yabba do and, 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 and scooby jumps and goes no it's rappy roo that's fred Pinson, isn't it anyway um so out pops in car from the mystery machine and we're like what the fuck and a fucking fairy pops out as well <laughs> like what the <laughs> fuck is this <laughs> oh. Sin Cara's fetishes happening in the mystery machine he'd Jesus. been drooling all over scooby at the back <laughs> <laughs> drool all over the shop love it <laughs> i mean that the band's the, covered in it you know the amount of drool over that mystery machine jesus if wilma was in there oh no she's also the flintstones <laughs> velma that's where i was going Sorry, Tom. Uh, d- does she hang out with Wagner? Is that? What it is? <laughs> Don't know where I'm going with this. It's getting a bit too weird. So, <laughs> so there's a person in a Scooby Doo outfit, like a mascot outfit. It's proper furry levels. It's, Zach Ryder. Yeah. <laughs> mm. it, may, it might have been. Could have been literally anyone. It's probably Sin Cara, <laughs> like the actual one, the original one. Yeah, Mis- mysterious Mister Co, Mister Co, Sin Cara, Sin Cara Junior. Exactly. Who is now Mister Co again? I think it's good when he can reclaim what was once his. What happened to the other Mystico then? Mystico 2. He left. Where's he gone? So Mysterio's buggered off. I don't know where he's buggered off to, which allowed, therefore, sorry, Mystico disappeared. So Mysterio's junior was allowed to therefore reclaim Mystico. So he's back in the comic books. <laughs> oh, God. I had it figured out at one point. And I explained it <laughs> on a podcast. And they've all swapped names again. I'm like, these fucking bastards, stop. Uh, cue the shitty yellow and purple mood lighting you didn't bow, even bow, do bow, the bow. great Jerry Lawler commentary part oh, what is <laughs> when Sin Cara did the, ju- the trampoline jump into the ring oh, and Jerry yeah. Lawler said did he just jump over the top rope from the ground <laughs> <laughs> I love how the other commentators no sold it yeah <sighs> this mood lighting dude the yellow well, and purple, like it's the mystery machine. Oh, Spooky. Beam. <laughs> it's it's not scary lighting. It's sexy lighting. Lots of drawling in the crowd. <laughs> they weren't saying boo. They were going <laughs> So we've got this new superstar, Sinkara, right? <laughs> we've got, I think it's a Hanna Barbera property in Scooby Doo. Is it Hanna Barbera? Hmm, not sure. Anyway, Scooby Doo, big fucking property, right? Damien Sandow's already in the ring. Doesn't get an entrance because, you know, fuck him. <laughs> the bell rings. And it's Damien Sandow versus Sin Cara with a furry. CM Punk chants, Swanton Bomb, what? By Sin Cara for the one, two, three. Holy shit, that was fast. The winner is Sin Hunakarana, who then shouts out, Zoinks! <laughs> Scooby Doo style. Have you got a match time on this? Oh, I do. Hang on. Let me just scroll down in my notes. I would take a bet it's under 60 seconds. Oh, very close. One minute, 10 seconds. Oh, 
Are you still there? <sighs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sorry, the silence was a. Uh, the silence surprised me. One minute, ten seconds. Did you know there's a movie out? I mean, the worst thing is, Rich. That's actually not the um, the quickest match of the night. Just need to take a moment to thank our sponsor. What, what's <laughs> is it? The next one is that the quickest one? It is. So we get some SmackDown recaps. We've been over that. Next up is a tag team match of Curtis Axel and Ryback. Rublexel versus Los Matadores of Diego and Fernandinho with El Torito. <laughs> There's Michael Nee with you. Oh, shout out to Michael Nee, actually. He sent me a very nice message uh, a couple of days ago. So it's nice to hear always, from Michael Nee. I'm glad to hear that. It was always very, very entertaining. Most of the good talent are, have already agreed to and have bookings in Japan when the borders open. So I'm pretty certain OWE will not be restarting. Yeah, I mean. Uh, it had uh, so many issues. I like, had to move countries and all sorts, didn't they? Yeah. Taiwan is not a country. So what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, big match, John. It's nice to see you here. Yeah. Da, 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 da. You can't see me. Uh, the oh, bell rings. Just remember before you start this, both Ry- both mm. Kurt Sachs and Ryback are former Paul Heyman guys. <laughs> <laughs> are they part of the main event scene at the moment as well? Well, they will certainly be wrestling on main event. <laughs> <laughs> but they beat up the shield therefore main eventers right well that's what they said in the on commentary they're like well you know Ryback's Ryback sort of given up the opportunity to be in the Andre Battle Royal <laughs> to challenge the Usos for the tag straps at Mania so spot a pattern everyone the bell rings boring chance this time rather than CM Punk bit of variation the shield head to ringside through the crowd before anything happens. A matador rolls up perfect junior. One, two, three. What a match. The one, matadores win. One minute and one second. The fucking entertainment, dude. I am just like on the edge of my seat at how amazing this show is. I am thoroughly entertained. This is a very, very good product. But the shield are here. The shield beat up Rybaxel. So three on two, they're the faces. What's happening? So yeah, it's it's shield versus Rybaxel, right? Uh, Mania. Surely this makes most logical booking. The shield do some shouting and some fisting. (laughs) Hoorah! Roman drooled everywhere as he knocked and loaded <laughs> and then unloaded. It's my new gimmick for the shield, by the way. They do some shouting and some fisting. It's great. Up next, a sit down with Triple H. Cole Boo. is in the ring to sit down with Triple H. I like how they call Triple H the COO, the corporate business gimmick thing. Works for me. But have they been doing this for the past few weeks? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's the chief operating officer. Have they been announcing him as, like, the CEO of WWE? They have. 
they have because okay. I think that's what plays into the Triple H's promo here where he goes on yeah. to sort of say do you want me the businessman or the game Dragon's mm. been asking for the game not the businessman yeah um, Triple H isn't the I... only person wrestling <laughs> with two contracts Brendan Cutler's got two <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, another recap of Triple H beating the shit out of Dragon fake cops etc etc um do you want to go over this segment? It's the first mention of the reality era from Triple H. It's yeah, he basically point. goes on about, you know, how Daniel Bryan, they, they all want them to have this, and it, Daniel Bryan's been plugging away at him, wanting the game, wanting the game, and, <laughs> and now he's got the game. He doesn't Did want... you hear what you said? Plugging away... <laughs> plugging away at him with his own personal colossus. <laughs> <laughs> multiple ectoplasm and drool everywhere we make 2014 rules interesting <laughs> it's fucking not drool drop <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell uh, please continue sorry I just went to give a shit in you know like uh. but basically um, you know interviewing the game the first time in the ring, Cole's basically treading carefully. He's not going to go for all of the answers. Basically, Triple H is still angry that Daniel Bryan forced him to accept his mania challenge. Um, sprang up from his chair and sort of his fury against the WWE Universe, blaming them for everything. He vowed to start a reality era when he ends Daniel Bryan's Cinderella story. Cinderella? So that's the Italian Cinderella. Cinderella. <laughs> that's what the little mouse calls Cinderella in the movie. Cinderella? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, he, he vows to end Daniel Bryan's mouse Cinderella story. And the yes mm. movement itself is en route to reclaiming, you know, he's on his own route to reclaim the WWE World's Heavyweight Championship. So basically, mm. shitting on the fans for wanting Dragon to be in the main event, putting himself over. And that was pretty much it. It was similar to what I'm doing here. It was a lot of words with not any substance. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt about it. It was not that you it's fine. But Triple H, it's it's this promo feels bloated, I think is a nice word for it. But he is finally kind of bought into the story, it feels like. The first I would almost say like ten episodes we did on this series of podcasting. It's, it always felt like Triple H was fighting the story, like he didn't really want it to be this way. And I think maybe that's because we know of the history of Punk and everything else, and maybe Triple H didn't want Dragon to be this guy because they tried to film the Wyatts, etc., etc., you know. Um, but at least he has bought in now, and he's we know where this story is getting to, and he's a part of it as the big heel. It's the one thing I would say positive about this in terms of what Triple H can do, is that good heels lie and make it sound like they're completely convinced by it. You know, like they think it's fact, but really it's all bollocks. Triple H is a very good heel. Definitely. And also, he believes a lot of what he says. He doesn't think Dragon should be yeah. there, so it really, really adds to it. And, and at least he makes us think that he believes it, you know. And as you said, it's, and as we mentioned at the start of the pod, it's very much 
beneficial to Dragon to have a Triple H in this role to actually make people care? Because if it was just Dragon shoehorned into this main event story of Batista <laughs> and Randy, no one would give a shit because they'd just be a case of, we want Dragon to win. Whereas now they're like, right, we want to stick it to the authority. And then the the added bonus is he's going to get the belt after a shitty match and we're going to get to see Dragon twice at Mania. Um, yeah. Yeah. It feels like they're in recovery a little bit. And this is an okay way of getting there, I guess. It is interesting because I'd completely forgotten already. And, you know, we've been covering this um, this series for quite a while now. That when we first started looking at this, Dragon was feuding with Wyatt after just cheating, infiltrating the Wyatt family and getting out. And then he lost at Rumble to Bray mm. to keep him strong for Big Match John. And, and now we're here. <laughs> We're here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's taken a bit of time, but we're getting there. It would be nice to have Dragon on the show to actually be a part of this story, but hopefully next week and, you know, WrestleMania. We'll In see. a way, though, I don't mind him not being here because it sells the beatdown. It would, the, the violence behind it makes good sense. Although I do suspect, and I could be wrong because I can't remember if it was the week after Mania or a week before Mania, this is when he was off getting married. Oh, okay. I was going to ask at the end of the pod, like, why wasn't Dragon on this show? Do we know? And if that's the case, then fair enough. Um, it's, it's, with all these shows in 2014, there's very, very little I, I really care about. Like, Cena's been okay here and there. Cesaro, Big E, even bits of Swagger's been all right. Um, uh, I guess Brock and Taker has been kind of somewhat interesting. It had some funny moments to it. Beyond that and Steph cutting a good promo now and again, any positive I'm taking from these shows is because Dan- Brian Daniels and Daniel Bryan it has a moment and it is somewhat fun or interesting or there's a great match, you know? Not having him on this show like leaves me very needy for something to make this show interesting. <laughs> oh, I've just checked. It was actually the week after Mania that they got married, so there's no oh, okay. reason why Dragon wasn't on the show other than selling injuries or probably on a massive stag. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, next up, we've got a recap of the Goldust, Fandango, Cody, Sunny Ray thing from last week. Oh, wasn't this like a thingy of the week, or like a sponsored flashback? And I, I, I haven't got it anywhere in my notes, but something just springs up that it was the something like the Slam 7 thing of the week. <laughs> probably colgate gtx skittles slam of the week something like that <laughs> of fandingo with summer day versus cody rhodes with gold dust um during the start of this match what the fuck are the commentary talking about not this match i was listening to them going okay i've almost managed to block them out most of this show but during this match they are just so impossible to block out i was just like they're so annoying what the fuck are they going on about they're just arguing between each other like no one gives a shit about what's happening in the ring and they're not talking about the stories of wrestlemania they're just having random fucking arguments between the three of them it's just like this is intolerable. Like, just shut the fuck up. It's absolute bullshit. And to be fair, though, they they have as much interest in this match as I did. Yeah. There is one bit that popped me. Now, I'm not sure it would have popped you, but you might have caught it because it's from a Rocky film. 
But King goes, I want to date Summerway. And JBL goes, that could be lethal. <laughs> As in, King, you might die if you end up dating her. And then King goes, if she dies, she dies. <laughs> so I was just like, holy shit. It's a well funny line. I mean, was that rehearsed? Maybe that's the reason why they didn't talk about the match, because they needed to get that line set up. Yeah, it felt completely alien to the rest of the conversation. But just like King's response to immediately like turn it on its head and be like, ah, it could be lethal from JBL. Be like, King, you might die if you're with her. And he's like, if she dies, she dies. That's <laughs> fucking great. Anyway, uh, yeah, some Rocky, but whatever. Uh, Goldust dances with Sonny Slay at ringside. She seems to hurt her ankle. Disaster kick by Cody. One, two, three. The winner is Cody. So I think this is meant to be like a big distraction spot. I didn't see Fandango actually get distracted. No, because the camera was cut away and they're still trying to play up on the couple of weeks ago where uh, Sunny Days got knocked off the uh, off the ring apron and Cody caught her. She looked infatuated. He seemed disinterested. Hmm. JBL does a she's a heel. She broke her heel line on commentary. Uh-huh. Cole goes, that is so bad. In fact, that was really bad. And my question is, Cole, <laughs> have you never heard yourself talk? You don't get to criticize that line. You say shit like, uh, excuse the pun, but Riddle has to watch out for the riddle of someone else, you fucking numpty. But it's boss time. <laughs> Jesus, the three most dangerous letters in the WWE. That's vintage, vintage. <laughs> fucking cold. Well, good to see Fandango. Yeah. He's really talented and he's immensely funny. <laughs> Not here he isn't. <laughs> How long was this match? Less than a minute? Maybe two? This match. Uh, do, 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 do. Two minutes, 45 seconds. Jeez, this fucking company. The fourth shortest <sighs> match of the car of the show. Da, 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 oh shit, no, sorry. The fifth shortest <laughs> match of the show. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> You interrupted my, my, my Hogan singing. Oh, I'm sorry. Start again. Hurts and sighed and fucked Bubba's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Something about being a racist, I don't know. The love sponge, Hogan. not Bully Ray. <laughs> just to clarify, he didn't bonk Velvet mm. Sky. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Betty tried. It's not a nice visualisation. Um, he drooled all over her. <laughs> <laughs> full cheap pop nostalgia hogan here it's pretty cringe puts his own shit over and then puts over you know the other stuff arnie and his pal from their movie are here to put over sabotage yes go on the beastie Let's boys go. and then also the cover by cancer bats was also very good as well it was that was a fucking banger yeah a uh, nice big pop for Arnie in New York. Fair play. <laughs> Joe's also there. Oh, is that the other guy? Joe Mangalio. Oh, cool. Mangiello. Mm, Arnie Jello. puts over... You know how Hogan put over his shit? <laughs> right? 
Arnie grabs the mic and goes, my favorite wrestler, Bruno San Martino, who I inducted in the Hall of Fame. I'm like, Arnie knows how to work better than Hogan does. <laughs> also, Arnie Sporting, what can be described as a wonderful skater um, wallet chain. Oh, <laughs> delightful. His love his it. Suit. Pop punk Arnie. Mm, yeah, I'm in. Uh, Arnie gets a lot of cheers and stuff in New York. Arnie's pal, what's his name? Joe Ma- Joe Mangello, <laughs> Joe Mangello <laughs> gets completely booed out of the building. Absolute bants. <laughs> New York's great. Really funny. That's because he's um, not. It's not uh, an action superhero or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, Arnie's pal goes. I'm pumped to be here with the greatest action movie star of all time and Arnold and Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't, but it's funny that we both got the same joke in. Good shit. He totally should have said that. It would have been so funny. That would have turned the crowd. They would have liked him. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of not being liked, <laughs> Miz interrupts them. Brilliant. Uh, Miz is in his, I wish I was Chris Jericho <laughs> when he was feuding with Shawn Michaels, but I'm not, FaZe. Uh, Miz says, really? On his way to the ring. And then he says, really? <laughs> and then he says, really? <laughs> and then guess what he says after that? He says, really? Okay. So the gimmick is that the Miz says, really? Really? He, he, what he says, Tax, is really. Okay. So Miz's gimmick for entertainment, pro wrestling, is that he says, really? <laughs> Well, let's also look at... Really, really, really. Really. (laughs) (laughs) But then someone would say, yes, 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 or no. Don't you fucking compare the two, you fucking cunt. (laughs) They're not the same. (laughs) Miz is the worst. But also, because he's got that reaction out of you, the best no this this if i'm not doing a podcast instant turn off the tv i mean i would have turned off hours ago <laughs> you know like weeks ago nah this is getting skipped this is getting blank this is uh, people like yeah miz is like was one time the best heel in wwe nah he's just shit i'm sorry man He's a shit talker. He's a shit worker. His stories have been shit. His gimmicks are stolen. His moves are stolen. He is shit. And he can't dance for shit because he's just got eliminated from Dancing with the Stars. Ah. Good. Yeah, fuck him. Fuck you and your fucking hot wife, you bastard. <laughs> your hot wife and your lovely family. Boo. Yeah, fuck you. Hope you are unhappy with your hot wife and your lovely family and all your money, you prick. <laughs> And your hard work ethic. Yeah, fuck off your safe style, you bastard. <laughs> Ooh, try hard. <laughs> Ooh, you're hard. Drip some chicken on Ben Ward's bag now, you prick. Because <laughs> obviously you can't, because you can't eat in the locker room. Not because Ben Ward's dead. <coughs> oh, that's good shit. Uh, Miz says, these lads don't belong here. Miz says... Hulk Hogan and Arnie don't belong. I mean, Hogan shouldn't be there because that's kind of factual. He's a cunt, a racist cunt. But but Miz is 
shit um a, a giant movie star some other guy and arnold schwarzenegger be up the miss <laughs> i mean in fairness like miz did his best to sell hogan not being able to throw him over the top rope properly and miz like sh- cannoned himself into the front row which was quite impressive brilliant what entertainment hey rich really can you spell ko hmm <laughs> Uh, C-A-O? No, I think you'll find it's T-I-T-U-S. <laughs> so the next match <laughs> is the Big Show versus Titus O'Neil. Uh, get ready, everyone, <laughs> for some entertainment. Now, don't worry about Wrestle- it. Flash- Dude, hold on. WrestleMania is in three fucking weeks. What's this shit? <laughs> we mentioned it in SmackDown. Two weeks. Mentioned it on SmackDown. They're in the oh. Andre pre Battle Royal. And it's also a rematch from the St. Patrick's Day episode of Monday Night Raw that we covered a few, a few weeks ago. Factual. So the bell rings. <laughs> See, yeah, Punk. <laughs> Show beats up Tyus uh, to CM Punk chance. They don't do a single fucking wrestling move. Show punches Titus. One, two, three, and the winner is the big show. They didn't do a wrestling move, Tax. What is this shit? Still longer than the Scooby-Doo match and the Los Matadores versus Rybaxel match combined at two minutes and 22 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> they didn't do a wrestling move in a wrestling match. Yeah, working safe, working smart. <sighs> got a big, got, got WrestleMania Battle Royal to uh, keep fit for. Think of the payday. This is club kick ropes club kick stomp stomp club kick punch one two three worst one of the worst matches i've ever seen match (laughs) this is you know how people complain about the golden era of being like boring punch kick struggle in the corner type thing right this this is worse this is dog shit absolutely (laughs) literally minus five stars this match it's fucking awful What? But it's kind of we're rewarded here by a bit of like you know, a bit of softcore with Steph and Triple H backstage. It's fucking ace. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry, did you want to talk about Titus and Show more? No. <laughs> to put it bluntly, Are you sure. <laughs> no, we good. We could talk about it a lot more. Um, so Steph touches up Triple H backstage. It's mm. <laughs> great. The camera dribbling everywhere, drooling everywhere. <laughs> Not dribbling. It's even worse. <laughs> Triple H is the uh, personal colossus we all need, I think, <laughs> in this case. <laughs> so they're just like fondling each other, right? The camera pads back and the shield is standing next to them in the same room. And I'm like, so this is a cuckold scene? <laughs> is that what you're doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm late for the bukake. What's happened? <laughs> This is fucking hilarious. Off screen, you hear so Roman like, go, Hoo-ah! <laughs> <laughs> Just hear this. Hoo-ah! <laughs> oh, the boogeyman's here. <laughs> Mate, it's so funny. Like, they get away with, like, the whole, oh, look, this person's walked into shop because it's pro wrestling. But the way they did this sequence, it was like, oh, it's worse than like 90 softcore porn, dude. It's so funny. 
Oh, Stephanie, I'm here to fix your fridge. Why are you wearing the hazmat vest? <laughs> no reason. <laughs> Let me just get my wrench. Oh, fucking great. Hi, we're the shield. Sexy, hard, <laughs> irresistible, long-dicked sons of guns. Hey, hey. I forgot that was a gimmick we did. Thank you very much. Who <coughs> Steph sets no, up. No, who are? Not who are. Who are? Steph sets up the real Americans versus Shield later tonight. And then we'll have a sit down. <laughs> Roman goes, Yeah, we will. Believe that. I mean, it's good that like seven years later, Roman's quite good now. Yes, but 2014. The level of entertainment I'm getting from this show is. I've run out of words, Tax. It's unusual for me. Very innuendo laden this episode of Raw. I wish it was deliberate. Maybe it's funnier that it isn't deliberate, that it's accidental, that they're just shit. <laughs> Everyone loves accidental cockholding. <laughs> I mean, that's what they gave us, so there we go. And like, you know, let's give Roman some like real powerful story, yeah? Like, that he's the guy we want to get over. What line should we give him? Yeah, we will believe that. <laughs> just like... Is he a Muppet? <laughs> is that all we're doing? I think it'd be fun to basically uh, get someone who can do a very good uh, Lord Alfred Hayes accent and just do all of Roman's promos at this time in that. Ah, yes. Believe that. Mm. That would be lovely. It would be. <sighs> so Cena is in a toilet backstage. Dribbling everywhere. Drooling everywhere. <laughs> Fuck. If he's dribbling, he needs to go and see a doctor or wear tenor men. <laughs> I put it back in and there's just leakage at the end. I'm sure I shook it twice. It's fine. Should it be dribbling? I'm not sure. <laughs> Nikki! It's starting to drool. No! Vince, you can look, but you can't touch. Ooh, cheeky. So, Cena is... Looking in a mirror, like, with a sink, right, in a toilet, full Hogan Warrior WCW. And I'm like, oh, my God. Are they going to do it? <laughs> Are they going to, you know, bray the other side of the mirror? Like, come on. Give me some fun. This will be good. Give me what I want. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. Please give me what I want. So Cena washes his face with some water, then looks up into the mirror like, oh, I'm... I've been so scared by these people. I've been beating the shit out of week after week. <laughs> then they attacked me up. three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone in the doorway is sticking their arm through holding up a plastic sheet mask. And Cena sees it in the mirror and goes, oh, <laughs> turns around and goes, oh, it's not there anymore. And that's your segment. I mean, I hate it when sheep masks appear. <laughs> yeah, fucking sheep masks get everywhere, don't they? <laughs> Baram you. <coughs> when Hogan Warrior WCW 
is better than what you're doing in 2014 in WWF. I can't Blue wait till we cover that as a series. That's going to be so good. Yeah, why not? One so, warrior nation. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Smackdown recap. Cena beat Harper. Yabadoo, we're having a rematch. It's John Cena versus Luke Harper with Bray and Eric Rowan. Come to your arguing with each other over Cena's entrance. And then Bray's goes, we're here. And they continue to keep fucking talking. Well, he's, they know he's here. His entrance said it. We're here. Oh, thank God. I thought they were running late or stuck in catering. Surely, golden rule number one with commentary is if you have the most over top baby face in the whole fucking company that isn't Daniel Bryan, you know, um, and your spooky heel, you shut up during their atmosphere building moments. Yeah, why bother? Hmm. Not in 2014. Uh, Michael Cole, yeah? Good, good, good. Michael Cole. Michael Cole. Michael Cole. Really, really, really. <laughs> Michael Cole. So, Cena beat Harper on SmackDown. So, we're having another match because... Cena won't um, work, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, This match is somewhat building to something happening at WrestleMania because Cena's wrestling Bray, right? Yeah. Cena is quite generous and gives Harper a lot in this match, which is nice to see. It's a very nice match. Not as good as a SmackDown match, though. Hmm. And the SmackDown match was a third of the time. Okay, fair enough. I mean, that might be why, because, you know, Cena's in his kind of like, I need to do more spots than I used to do because the other people are getting better. Top rope famous, sir. (laughs) Yeah. And doesn't he pull out like a springboard? I want to say stunner, but... Mm. Yeah, springboard, <laughs> springboard stunner that when he did his like um, broken skull session <laughs> with Austin, Austin was like, mm. what's this? <laughs> <laughs> really? and, and Austin was like, you need to put a little bit more uh, on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good shit. Um, so, are you a booker? Do you not know how to book your John Cena finish? Whip whoop. The lights go out halfway through the match. They come back on. Cena is tied up in the ropes, wearing a plastic sheet mask. Bray goes, follow the buzzards. Whoop! (laughs) Cut to the ads. Didn't even beat him up. That is literally the segment. That's that's it. The match is done. The lights went out. Cena got tied up. They put a plastic sheet mask on him. Devastating. Wait, because as I wouldn't suspect you were watching this through three times, but did you hear what Wyatt said? When he had him in the Didn't ropes. he say, follow the buzzards? Oh, no, he did say that. But before that, he was basically saying that he's he's showing the world Cena's true face, which means he thinks he's la- lamb chops <laughs> or Shaun the Sheep. Is that some type of sexual innuendo as well? No, they're also, you know, lovable children's sheep-based characters. You know, or Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm caught a Welsh. I can say that. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this is um well got to protect harper because he's already lost one match we've got one more week till mania so i assume it'll be cena versus probably both harper and rowan handicap match going into mania so he can kill the white family completely off mm. have they even made cena and bray yet yeah it's it's official so that is a match okay yep. cool i wasn't even sure um 
everyone, tune in to main event to see Big E and Christian wrestle each other. Somebody call my mama. <laughs> it's WWE Divas title match of AJ Lee with Tamina. Uh, AJ Lee is the current champion, apparently. We've barely fucking seen her recently. Versus Naomi, who is with Cameron. She got some drool in her eye. That's why she got the eye patch. <laughs> Uh, how much you're kind of like a history buff you do warhammer type things and stuff so you know who Napoleon is right yes Napoleon's jacket the, the emblem he has on it yeah Naomi has that over her eye yeah um <laughs> because she's Napoleon okay. a Bonaparte <laughs> Bonas are funny um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what Raw's so, done to us. Just a simple one line. Like, <laughs> boners are very funny. They're uh, pretty highbrow humour. <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, Naomi has an eye patch. Can anyone remember why? Do you remember why? No. I can't remember why. Uh, the be- Apparently, this is the story, but they don't talk about it or put it over because, you know, they're fucking idiots. The bell rings. Oh, spot the format. AJ Lee bails out the ring. Count out. What a dickhead heel champion. Not even wrestling the one-eyed dancer. <laughs> There's a dictate there as well. Uh, Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> no, Bro Display's not there. <laughs> oh, that's breaking me. So AJ Lee goes to bail out. Sorry, AJ Lee goes to bail out the up the ramp because she ain't fucking wrestling for these idiots. Fair play to her. And Vicky Guerrero with a microphone comes out and starts to cut a promo. Uh, but, like, firstly, she's the author- authority figure, apparently. Can she do that, Joey? Can she make matches? Well, she's the general manager of SmackDown. Is she? <laughs> I haven't watched SmackDown. I have no fucking clue. No, she's apparently the general. She's the chief of SmackDown. Okay. She is. And, and the backstory is AJ Lee's been saying some very bad things, saying that she's a terrible GM, and AJ was a better general manager when she was the general manager of Monday Night Raw. There was one great callback here. Did you catch it? Remind me. So, Vicky's cutting her promo. Oh, stole my boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's so great. (laughs) Like, going back to that storyline. Oh, so funny. Uh, Vicky tells us that the women's strap will be defended in a clusterfuck. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, my notes say the Vicky Guerrero Divas Championship Invitational Touring Cup Trophy. Clusterfuck. So they bring out the entire women's roster, one at a time. And then Vicky cackles and goes, you're going to be wrestling this lot. And Tamina. (laughs) All these wrestlers, you're going to be wrestling at WrestleMania for the bell. Oh, and Tamina. (laughs) Which I think is a real slap in the face when she brought out like Eva Marie and Rosa Mendes (laughs) as well. (laughs) It's great stuff, man. So, um, I don't know about you, but I can't wait to see the amazing psychology this 20-person clusterfuck is going to bring at WrestleMania. Loads of drooling from the fans. Is is this... Does Kid Rock accompany this match by playing music? Oh, I don't know. I think it's a different one. But I do remember him like, was it so hot that he played uh, down to the ring? 
No idea. I just remember. You look that was like funny. a devil, but you smell like sex. Bam, 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 bam. I can tell you're trouble, but so you drool a lot. No one wants to hear this tax. I'm sorry. Everyone loves <laughs> Everyone loves Kid Rock. They watch WWE. Kid Rock and Limp Biscuit. By the way, mm. I'm enjoying the new Limp Biscuit album. Is Pete in the Wrestle Talk office enjoying the new Limp Biscuit album? <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy that's made its way to our podcast. <laughs> that's so funny. I was there as he was filming that, being like, don't film me, don't film me. No, I don't like it. <laughs> Just put your Wes Borland mask on to make sure they don't know it's you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got one of those. I grew up in the 90s. <laughs> Big <Legit>. dumb face. <laughs> um... Yeah, women's wrestling in WOE in 2014. It's a fucking disgrace. Um, blah, blah, blah. Replay from last Tuesday. And I was like, wait, hang on. What was last Tuesday? Main event. All right. Taker appeared on main event, apparently. What the fuck? <laughs> Paul Heyman. Uh, Taker then choked Heyman and cut a little promo on Brock. Tell your client that I've got a massive boner. <laughs> mm, sex is funny. <laughs> Hall of Fame announcement. Say hello to the bad guy. Meng. Meng's not there. It's Razor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of my all-time favorites. Big Scott Hall, the big Razor Ramon. No one deserves it more, in my opinion. I mean, the first ever four-time IC champ, the ladder match at WrestleMania 10. Even Heyman said at the promo. They had an amazing ladder match, and we still talk about it now, 27 years later. The coolest professional wrestler that has ever lived? Zap Brannigan. (laughs) 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 Man. Definitely man. A recap of Batista talking about drool sex. (laughs) They also replay Steph's slap to Batista, so I'm okay with this bit. Uh, next up, I'm oh, sorry, next week we will have, as we said earlier, what would have been the WrestleMania main event of Randy Orton or Wrestle Batista. Fuck. <laughs> I, it's, obviously, it's just to really fuck up any form of uh, search algorithms that Google have. I just quickly Googled. I was like, I wonder if drool sex is actually a thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it is. Um <laughs> I scrolled down some of the search results. So obviously, Pornhub's going to be top. Uh, drooling porn videos. Drooling porn videos. Are you videos. watching porn while we're podcasting? No, I've just Googled <laughs> it on my, obviously, work computer, so I'll need a new job at some point. Okay. Drool play is a thing! Exclamation mark. If spit turns you on, you shouldn't be ashamed. That's <laughs> 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 uh, great. Uh, well, let's move on to something else that makes us all spit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah okay in a second uh dragon apparently sent a tweet out this week he's not cleared to wrestle that's why he's not here well thank you for tidying that one up it's time for your main event of the evening a tag team match of the shield dean ambrose and seth rollins with roman Reigns uh, versus the real americanos of cesario and Jack Swigger in yo. With casual <laughs> racist Seb Coulter. Yeah. Good old Seb. We mm. the peepholes. It's become a lot less racist in the last few weeks, and it's kind of making it a bit boring. Yeah. I wonder if there were complaints about the signs, because when we first started doing this <laughs> series, the signs were definitely 
of a view. <laughs> he may as well have walked out with big swash stickers on billboards, mate. <laughs> or like, or a Hulkamania t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, fucking A, let's go. So we get a replay of Kane and some other lads beating up the Shield on SmackDown earlier this week. The Shield jump Cesaro and Swagger on the ramp to get this kick started. Off we go. Uh, good wrestlers doing fun things. Almost zero interesting tag psychology in this match. It's not a tag match. It's a tag match. <laughs> no tag yeah, ropes. FTR would be really upset. Yeah, there's people. There's four people wrestling. They're not wrestling a tag match. No, very much in it for themselves. This is yeah. the thing I took away from this tag match was this was the epitome of get your shit in. Yeah. These these four are much better than this match. Good thing that seven years later, two of these people were in one of the main build matches at WrestleMania. Took them seven years to get sure. Cesaro into a singles match at Mania from this point, but when Cesaro was clearly outstanding. Yeah, I mean, he's the draw in every one of these matches. Seth is very good as well, I would say, in terms of spotcology and such, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then the lunatic fringe is there. Yeah. Which I believe is a hairdresser's in Canterbury. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it absolutely <laughs> is. On the corner of St. Margaret Street, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. So Rollins and Swagger do some spots. Rollins gives Swagger the stomp. One, two, three. And I'm like, wait, that's the finish? Did they not know it was a tag match? Hoo-ah. It's, it's weird. Uh, like, literally, there's, there's no tag psychology going into that finish. It just ends up with Rollins and Swagger in the ring. And they're wrestling for like a minute or so. And then they do the stomp and that's the... I was expecting someone to dive in, break it up and go into the finish. And it was like, no, no, no. We don't do tag psychology. We're just, we're just going to finish. Like you've got Seth Rollins, right? Who was tagging with Jimmy Jacobs for years in ROH leading up to this. Who's been in the Shield with spots with the Wyatts and all sorts. Like doing lots of tag stuff. You've got Cesaro, who's part of the kings of fucking wrestling, right? in this match they know how to do tag wrestling and they're just like ah fuck it <laughs> let's just go out do a few spots do the finish no one gives a shit it's it's strange and this was 14 minutes long of nothingness of the thing is that there were some good like you said like cesaro all four of these guys in fairness like swagger upped his game in this as well because of you know based on association of who he was with but 14 minutes to do a lot to do nothing it's incredible. So the real story comes at the end of this match. The Shield powerbomb Cesaro through the announce table. Shield bomb. Um, But here comes boring Kane with now boring old outlaws to make a WrestleMania match tax. And what WrestleMania match do they make? Well, very quickly, the outlaws, the degenerates that they are, now in corporate suits and Per Kane's orders, sorry, the director of baristas at Costa, <laughs> Kane orders at WrestleMania, it'll be the Hounds of Justice versus all those people the Shield have been feuding with, Kane and the, wait, checks notes, New Age Outlaws? Question mark. Holy disappointment, Batman. The Shield have been feuding with the Wyatts for like, 15 fucking weeks leading into this WrestleMania. The Shield are going to be wrestling Kane and the Old Age Outlaws at WrestleMania. 
And Harper and Rowan are sat there and just going, just give us two of the three at Mania and let Bray wrestle John and just, oh, fudge. Yeah. This is one of those who booked this shit moments, you know? Well, this is Triple H giving his mates a payday. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because the fact that the Usos, I mean, they've rewarded Rybaxel and they've rewarded the Real Americans with with a title match, but they've just put Cesaro for a fucking table. Let's go three on three, get the Real Americans with Kane, actually have part of the feud. So I look forward to next week, the Outlaws probably beating up Ambrose or Rollins. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> there was a question we posed early on in this series. We were like, okay, so New Age Outlaws are here and they're WWE Tag Team Champions. Are they going to last to WrestleMania? Apparently they do. <laughs> so there we go. Long-term booking, eh? And then I'm having horrible nightmares of remembering how shit this match was without even seeing it. I'm so worried about Mania. But I didn't... Mate, I looked down the card the other day. I was a bit like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, I looked at... Uh, ooh, oh, I almost spoiled what next series we're going to do. But the very first show we're talking about doing on that show, I looked at the card for that show. And again, was a bit like, uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know about this, this show. It's... Uh... The main event looks good, but everything else is a bit like, ooh, this could be a bit of shit. So. I can't wait. Yeah, well, I mean, in fairness, when we're looking at this and Dragon's crowning moment at, to date and 2014 in professional wrestling is superseded by the aces and eights, <laughs> you know yeah. that we've had a terrible, terrible run. Yeah, absolutely, ma'am. So, moving on to our main event segment of the evening. Because, you know, WWE love to do this. Uh, Brock and Heyman come out. Brock's music. Oh, by the way, Brock's music, if you play it at twice the speed, sounds just like the Mortal Kombat music. Sounds a bit like a video game. It's fucking great. Um, Heyman promo. Putting so, over. This is the best. This is the best Brock promo ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you know you know because this is one of those uh Heyman does a promo putting <laughs> over the streak again because you know we have to do the same promo every fucking week now but it's important so, it's wrestling promo 101 respect your opponent yeah, yeah, put yeah, your opponent over it's really boring at this point but yes new york chant boring at paulie and i'm like whoa <laughs> it's this man is it okay uh brock interrupts and goes <laughs> undertaker i'm here to fight you're here let's do this <laughs> raggy <laughs> let's do this <laughs> let's do this I can't do it. Like, my voice won't go that oh, high. Amazing. But <laughs> oh, it's so funny. <laughs> I was bright purple. <laughs> it's just like, yes. <laughs> I mean, I would not I would never laugh about this to Brock Lesnar to his face. But it was the best. I, it's so nice to know that even 
like the toughest people on the planet have those horrible moments even in their thirties when all of a sudden their voice goes like this. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> it's like a crow. Oh, it's so great. So we kick in the UV lights. Here come the druids. Oh, Sinkara's lighting's back. (laughs) (laughs) A coffin gets rolled out to ringside. Brock kicks the coffin like he's knocking on a door. It's really funny. (laughs) He goes like, doop, doop. Then 10 steps back and goes, oh, no, no one's answering the door. Quick, throw (laughs) the parcel over the fence. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love Brock Lesnar to have a postman gimmick. I always deliver. <laughs> oh, it's fucking so funny. So he goes back and knocks on the door a few more times. It's fucking better than my delivery guy. <laughs> no, Paul, they're definitely uh, not. <laughs> yeah. Bork lifts the lid. It's an empty coffin. What kind of game is this? <laughs> Me not young buck? What happened? Yeah. Brock wards off the druids. and Druids, sorry. And Brock closes the lid. And I'm like... I smell some Paul Daniels David Copperfield shit brewing. <laughs> this is oh, gonna look, be it's funny. Debbie McGee. <laughs> What's Debbie McGee doing on Raw? <laughs> Fucking A. Have I told you about the time I was on stage with uh, Paul Daniels? <laughs> no, and that's better than Raw, so let's do this. All right. It's, it's not that interesting. So we were at um, Edinburgh Comedy Festival, and uh, Paul Daniels was doing a show. My dad was like, let's go see Paul Daniels. It was just me and my dad just like, kind of going to Edinburgh Comedy for a bit. And it was, it was a good time, and we did lots of silly comedy shows and stuff. We're fans of comedy, so it's all good. So we go and see Paul Daniels, and we're like, nothing else to do. It's Saturday afternoon, matinee, you know? <laughs> and uh, so Paul Daniels picks me out and goes, hey, come up on stage. And I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> I'm kind of forced to, and I'm like, all right, fine, okay. And so, you know, he does the trick where he takes the cotton wool balls, and it like, shocks the electric chair sort of thing you know yeah. one? yeah and so i get up on stage paul daniels grabs my arm like harder than anyone ever has before and he's like do what i tell you and i'm like okay <laughs> cheers mate like he's proper just full-on aggro like you do what i fucking tell you otherwise i'm gonna go kick your ass sort of thing not in, not in that many words but he was very very aggressive like he was like you will play along I'm like, all right, yeah, no problem. Like telling him like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll play along. It's okay. I think it was maybe 14 at this point. And, um, you know, I look like a fucking Grebo. I don't know why he picked me out. Like if anyone's going to rebel, it would have been a kid that looked like me. <laughs> Were you in a Cradle of Filth hoodie or a Smells Like Children hoodie? <laughs> hmm. What was, I think a Billabong hoodie probably at the time. Oh, there you go. That's not Grebo. Probably. Enough if it's not a band hoodie. Either yeah. Manson or Cradle of Filth or Coal Chamber. What are you doing Trench- with your life? trench coat though oh well there you go yeah <laughs> full kevin smith you know like. grebo grebo with funds <laughs> yeah well not, could it, not not like an army jacket you know what i mean like 15 quid off the market couldn't head down Take to indoor market one. in canterbury and get your band t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> or third eye if you want the cheap ones now i was london at the time so you don't ah, get cheap t-shirts in london so there you go. <laughs> anyway so we're on stage and he brings over the box of cotton wool and he's doing the whole spiel to the audience. Like, I'm just going to spoil the trick because fuck it. Who cares about magic? <laughs> and then Paul Daniels comes over to me. And he lifts up the tissue box to show the cotton wool to me. And on that tissue box, in big bold letters is written, When I say to, you stand up. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool. 
<laughs> so he goes to do the whole cotton wool. Oh, these things are electric. And then he goes, one, two. Well, he says, two. I stand up and the crowd goes, oh, it's so funny. And that's the magic of Paul Daniels. I mean, part of me was hoping that story would be more fun. <laughs> nah, than- he's just a prick and a very bad magician, apparently, because it's not magic. Although Edinburgh, trickery. if you ever yeah. have the opportunity to go, I, I went probably about eight, nine years ago and I got to see Mick Foley uh, do stand up there. Cool. And also Edinburgh Castle, one of the best castles you'll ever visit. Edinburgh Museum, probably the best museum I've ever been to. <laughs> the World of Wrestling Podcast, tourist information segment. <laughs> Certainly better than being here at the Staples Centre for this shower of shit after Brock's been yeah. knocking on the coffin door and opened it, as you said. The big reveal. There's nothing there. Shuts the coffin. Oh. <laughs> Undertakes in the coffin and Vince has gone, when I say two, you move this panel. <laughs> two. <laughs> I'd love it if Brock went and opened the coffin again and Taker wasn't there again. What? <laughs> or he's tr- the best bit would have been if like Brock had gone to open the coffin, right? And Taker's still there kind of crawling out the bottom section halfway like, <laughs> oh no, I've been caught in the act. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Brock opens the lid. Taker's now laying in the coffin. Oh, spooky. And after a little bit, Taker sits up. Heyman sells it like hell. Uh, Taker then gets out the coffin, does some MMA punches to Brock's tummy because, you know, he's an MMA guy now. Of course he is. You know, <laughs> this MMA Undertaker guys. <laughs> I don't know what is uh brock takes a nice bump to the outside over the coffin uh you know, beautiful selling from lesnar looks genuinely faux petrified yeah sure um they stare at each other brock points at the wrestlemania sign because video packages am i right he's a good corporate boy does what he does for his salary and brock even though it's shit and it'll make you look like a tart go and point at that sign nope an extra million dollars. Okay, Vince. Hmm. And, uh, well, this show was a shit sandwich. Steph slap, though. Hmm. It saved it from being zero cornflakes to one cornflake on that slap alone. Yeah. Um, the, the weird thing, uh, the feeling I had coming out after watching this show was... I have zero hope that next week's going to be any better, which is the hardest part. What, the hardest part of the ring? But it's it's the go-home show to WrestleMania. And I, I'm just convinced it's going to be shit. <laughs> like, it shouldn't be. It should be one of the best Manias of the year, right? Telling all the stories and doing all the big last setups. And Exactly. We're going to get to see the Outlaws and Kane go against the Shield. What's God. not to be excited about? Brock won't turn up because he's already been at Raw this week, so he certainly won't be there next week. So Paul Heyman will cut another streak promo. Uh, yeah. Big E and Christian would have wrestled on main event and there'll be more shenanigans for the Andre Battle Royal. AJ will do something. You know, we've, and, and as I said, it's probably going to be Cena versus Rowan or Cena versus Rowan and Harper. I don't think. Um, with shit shenanigans. Daniel Bryan, I would like to hope, would be finishing the show, standing on a turnbuckle, pointing at interfering in the main because it will be Big Day versus Randy the go home show of Mania giving away your main event for free on free TV six days before Mania clever idea 
Um, mm. Rich, this run of shows has been fucking dire. Yes. I'm so excited <laughs> to finish this series. I can't wait. Every fucking week, I'm like, oh my God, we have to watch this shit again. Uh, yeah, it's dreadful. Uh, anyone that's like, oh yeah, that Daniel Bryan story, WWE, did a great job. Daniel no, they did a fucking awful job. This, this, everything else surrounding it is shit. Booking shit. There's a few okay bits because they've got lots of capable pro wrestlers. Uh, yeah, it's dreadful. I really hope WrestleMania is at least a little bit entertaining. Undertaker stabbed Brock with a pen in his hand. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Brock Lesnar's voice breaking. Hilarious. See, um, how you think about good, though. Because <laughs> um, this is not good. This is not good. Yeah. But it did yeah. give us a lot of fun sexual references. And just remember, everyone, as per like the seventh search in Google, draw players a thing. If spit turns you on, you shouldn't be ashamed. So that is what we'll leave you with, dear listener. If you're into spit, don't be ashamed. Draw Follow us at World of Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> World of Rest Pod on Twitter is the best place to follow us and get updates and see some teases for our upcoming storyline. So just to clarify, uh, the idea is that we're going to do four or five spot shows. Should we give those away now? That'd be fun. Yeah, because then people might come back to not hear the same shit episode of Raw next week. Hey, we're funny at least. <laughs> we're entertaining, I swear to God. If we're not, then what's the point in listening to us? <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Where's my schedule? Schedule, schedule, schedule. It's here somewhere. There we go. Right. So, we're going to do some spot shows. And then we're going to do a very, very long series. It's currently at 24 episodes. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I love but, I love like these you know sometimes like when we first started talking about doing this like, as a series when we did like the NWO run we we're like right we'll do 10 episodes then with Ace and Eights we're like ah oh, it's it's 11 but we'll get away with it then with this dragon one we've done like oh, I'll be 14 or 15 and now yeah. we've come back and like yeah we're not going to let you vote for a story so this time we do 24 episodes but it's not it even sequential <laughs> It will be the best series we've done. Oh, I, I, I can't wait. Genuinely, I was really excited to do the NWO. I was excited to do an Aces and Eights. I was disinterested in this option. I wanted uh, the fingering of doom to win yeah, the poll. Yeah, me too. I voted for that. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I I um, but yeah, but the spot shows, I'm very excited just to go back and cover okay. something non-WWE. So hit the list. We are going to do... Next week is Raw. The week after that is WrestleMania. Then we are going to go into some spot shows. The Marine 2 is going to show back. We are then going to do PWG's Bask in His Glory, or Bask in His Glory, which is the last show PWG did in their Reseda venue, which I'm very looking forward to. Also, uh, well, maybe I won't spoil it. There's some good stuff that happens. And the clues in the name, Bask in His Glory. You know what we're talking about. Oh, um, he's a bear, he's a cat, he's a bear, he's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> we are then going to do GCW Fight Club, Mox versus Gage, which I'm really looking forward to. There's some really good shit on that show. And I've been watching a lot of GCW recently, so that'll be fun. We're then going to do, I think I've told you all three of these. So we're going to do yeah. WWE Legends House, <laughs> yeah. the first episode which will be one of a series that will occasionally come back to Legends House episodes. and do. I am very series. disappointed, though. It's <laughs> I'm kind of glad it's episode one, but not something later in the series. 
because episode one they meet the host of the show and i think they meet the host of the show near the end of it and it's so funny watching all of these old boys get boners at the same time <laughs> okay okay no spoilers <laughs> well after that we are going to do the first episode of smoky mountain wrestling yes. which uh, I've, I've watched a bit of that sort of era recently and oh god it looks a lot of fun I think I added this one on because I'm not sure I've told you about this one. I would also like to do WWF Insurrection 2000. Oh, Jesus Christ. I remember that show. Fuck me. I'll I'll tell you why when we do that episode. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And then we've got a very long series, which is a Road 2 series. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So this will probably take us through till the end of this calendar year these shows we've got Mm. over christmas we might fit in a christmas movie if we've got an opportunity to do it because we know the christmas uh heel face (laughs) film commentary is very very good um but yeah just to clarify if we decide to change our minds in these episodes you can go fuck yourselves we'll do whatever the fuck we want (laughs) this is our podcast not yours you've subjected (laughs) us to the last 14 weeks of shit yeah, absolutely. You never get to decide what we talk about ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people anyway. find you and your awesome work, please, my friend? Uh, give me a follow at Fanboy Rich. Uh, I bitch about sport quite a lot. Um, how about yourself? I'm at the Tex Williams on Twitter and Facebook. I bitch about my age being very old, you know. 38 now very old boy i tweak my hamstring walking up the stairs now as i see all my friends return to wrestling <laughs> and i do this i think i said this in last week's podcast i i get like five minutes a, a day and i go i really do want to get back in the ring and then i get up to get a drink and i'm like why am i hobbling to the kitchen <laughs> now nah, i'm all right i'm all right more excitedly rich and i'll leave this on the pod for the end you might have seen people if you follow me on twitter you've seen it the return of Games Workshop Dungeon Bowl. Oh, it's so much better than talking about Raw, but we won't talk about it on the air, but it's fucking great. It's good shit. All right, goodbye, everyone. We'll Bye-bye. see you next week for the Go Home Show. We're finally there. No, we're not, because we still got to do three hours of fucking Raw. <laughs> the wrestlers will perform for you tonight. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. We're tough. We can take it, baby. You got to penetrate in the back, in the back, baby. Oh, I can see what you're talking. Wait just a minute. Get, 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 get